Dancing with a Black Elephant? Who's Dancing with a Black Elephant? What, what is Dancing with a Black Elephant? Who's Dancing with a Black Elephant? Dancing with the Black Elephant? From Yeshiva University, this is Andrew Boyarski, and you are listening to Dancing with the Black Elephant. In episode number six, our first on pandemic flu, we spoke with Jessica Cole, who was a senior incident-specific planner for the Office of Emergency Preparedness and Response at the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. In part four, Ms. Cole discussed how the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene coordinates its work and shares information with healthcare providers. Can you tell me more about how uh, the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene coordinates its efforts with healthcare organizations? So, you know, the health, the health department doesn't actually, um, you know, tell um, the healthcare system how to be a healthcare system. We don't actually regulate them, uh, but we actually, we are close partners, especially at the system level in New York City and, and um, working with everything from acute care centers, there's a lot of provider outreach that would be happening um, to help uh, you know, doctors know how to care for their patients and what to look for and where they can receive help in terms of information. Um, we work with the, the, the different kinds of healthcare systems and deliveries, so uh, you know, everything from nursing homes to you know, adult care facilities and reaching out to these sorts of um, urgent care centers um, that have popped up since 2009. So there's a lot of outreach and, and communication and coordination that's been happening at the city that we do through uh, the New York City Office of Emergency Management and some structures that we have there. Um, but also um, here at the health department, we have a lot of really good partnerships um, with the, the coordinators at these different facilities. And uh, you know, they've been very involved. Of course, the pandemic would impact them tremendously in terms of care. So they, they uh, you know, especially with the coordination work we saw with Ebola and Zika, you know, they, they uh, you know, we work hand in hand a lot of ways in terms of emerging, monitoring emerging issues and trying to support them the best way that we can. You mentioned disease surveillance, epidemiology uh, work that's carried out by uh, the health department. Is that all, that's also information that's shared from healthcare providers back to uh, DOHMH in some way, shape, or form? Yeah, there are various uh, mechanisms we do that um, through our surveillance systems. Um, you know, the reality is that uh, once a pandemic is global, a pandemic is global. And so I think that one of the things people might expect is every person who has flu will be tested. Well, there's no reason to. If you have an influenza-like illness during a pandemic, the assumption is going to be you have a pandemic influenza. The treatment isn't particularly different than you would for no- have normal flu. But if you are on the list that we identify of people who have more concerning maybe comorbidities, other illnesses, like, for example, asthma, or if you're pregnant, like we saw with 2009, we would be reaching out to providers um, and community partners who do tap into those particular populations um, more stringently. So we would combine what we see from a surveillance and epidemiology perspective, but also with our outreach to try to target those populations, too. Jessica, can you tell me a little bit more about some of the drills exercises and those types of activities that evaluate uh, plans? Yeah, so this is actually one of the stronger partnerships we have with um, the healthcare community uh, and healthcare systems is to do various kinds of drills and exercises and they can be at the facility level or they can be system level. So everything from you know kind of a mystery patient drill where we'll have somebody with an illness with a uh, certain kinds of symptoms and a certain travel history and, you know, to test, to 
to see how long it takes for the, the facility to pick that up and to appropriately identify and isolate. Um, and also, you know, to, to large, you know, everything from pediatric jails, how do we deal with um, large numbers of ill children and surging for that? Or um, just how does a healthcare system uh, deal with, um, you know, uh, you know the surge issues related to a pandemic? So we'll test out at a, a notional level what it looks like for them to um, relieve some of the, the pressure that the facility has by, you know, canceling elective procedures and um, having people leave who are already slated to be leaving, you know, expedited um, discharges to clear beds, um, and also the different ways that they can surge their staff. And um, it's not just for pandemics, a lot of different things that we do, but it is one of the, 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 the strongest partnerships we have in terms of how we interact with the healthcare system. And um, they've been pretty successful and very informative all around. We spoke with Jessica Cole, who was a senior incident specific planner for the Office of Emergency Preparedness and Response at the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Look out for other parts of our conversation and episodes on pandemic flu at our podcast site. Find out more about our programs, including our MS and Enterprise Risk Management, at our website, www.yu.edu forward slash K-A-T-Z or CATS. We would like to hear your feedback on our podcasts, so please send us any questions or comments to us at CATSpodcast, K-A-T-Z-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at yu.edu. Thanks for listening.